The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. Yes, there is so much going on and uh, in Taiwan and now uh, the demilitarized zone. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, is heading there. So I thought we'd invite him. The Vodka in. Express. The Vodka Express. We, I thought we'd do a Breitbart Talks Encore with somebody who's actually been to Taiwan uh, recently. It is Matt Boyle, the Washington uh, Bureau Chief. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I know you were up late and working really hard over the last, uh, t- you know, 24 hours here on the uh, primary election results, which I want to get to. But right now, uh, I wanted to know if you can give us your view of, of what Nancy Pelosi was trying to accomplish, trying to do, who knows what, uh, in Taiwan. Well, look, I... Yeah, I think it's a good thing that she went to Taiwan. I think it's a, uh, look, I'm somebody who disagrees with Nancy Pelosi 99.999% of the time. Mm-hmm. And this is like the, the 0.001% time, uh, percent of the time where she actually did the right thing. And, uh, good for her. She deserves an enormous amount of credit for going there and standing up to the Chinese Communist Party and not cowering in fear in response to their threats, which were empty, obviously. Uh, they, you know, I mean, they were threatening her. They were saying that they were going to attack her plane upon landing. They were going to do all sorts of other gnarly stuff. They didn't do it. Um, Taiwan is uh, uh, the crown jewel of uh, democracy and Western civilization in the eastern part of the world. Uh, it's proof that uh, along the Pacific Rim, among the Han people, uh, that uh, that that a, uh, a democracy can work, and uh, frankly, uh, it is extremely strategically important to Western interests. This is different than like Russia and Ukraine for a number of reasons. Um, first and foremost, uh, uh, Taiwan is uh, the uh, it's it, it, it's the old government of. China, uh, when the communists took over the mainland in the mid-20th century during the communist revolution, the Mao revolution, uh, the old government, uh, which was the military junta, the Kuomintang, they fell back to Taiwan uh, as their last uh, line of defense. And then it was a military junta for decades after that. And then they became a democracy in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and uh, 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 kind of pseudo-independent from the, the mainland government. And they, frankly, uh, for, for uh, geopolitical stri- strategic reasons, uh, the, the Taiwan uh, remaining independent of the, uh, or remaining, uh, uh, you know, pseudo-independent from, from the mainland China is extremely important to the United States. I, I, I think that it can't be understated. The Part of the reason for that is, is the, uh, China, uh, China seeks to dominate the world, and to do so, uh, so from for the way the People's Republic of China, which is the the, the communist government in Beijing, the, the way they see it is that Beijing is the center of the world, and to dominate the world, they have to control the seaways around the Pacific Rim. Those seaways control are hinge on the South China Sea and the Taiwan Strait. They currently don't have operational control of those because of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And they, they keep trying to make moves in that direction to try to get that. If they do end up getting that, China will control uh, uh, com- uh, commerce on the, uh, the, the Pacific Rim. So 
Uh, it's extremely important that uh, that, that that Taiwan, uh, uh, you know, stay strong in this whole situation. So it's important that Pelosi went. And uh, frankly, uh, I think that, you know, she started her career uh, back in the 80s and 90s uh, uh, criticizing Chinese the Chinese Communist Party. She went to Tiananmen Square uh, and unfurled that banner and everything and really criticized them, poking them in the eye. And now she's She's doing her swan song in Taiwan. Everybody knows the Republicans are going to take the House in the midterm elections, and now uh, she's uh, she's kind of closing her career. I think she's thinking a lot about her legacy right now, and hmm. so uh, this is a, a really good development and good for her for going. So here's the thing, though, I wanted to ask: I don't know why she went, and I know why she I know why she went in the end was because then China threatened. You know, then she had to go. In order for and this really made China look weak. I mean, I think it just showed that they're empty threats. But what um, what I don't understand is why she was going there in the first place. What was well, she trying she to accomplish? To, yeah, she wants to show that the United States stands firmly with uh, with Taiwan and that they wouldn't allow but the president uh, didn't ask her to go. Right, but the, but she is the Speaker of the House, and she wanted to express her view uh, on this, okay. which is that the United States would stand firmly with Taiwan against the, any kind of invasion well, or and and this, uh, so. But what has the what has the Biden administration said? What have they said that they're going to do to protect Taiwan or help protect Taiwan if China does start to do this? They they're predicting within eighteen months. China is going to make a move in Taiwan. And when this whole thing started happening in Russia, invading, uh, you know, Ukraine, Biden had said, oh, you know, if there's a minor incursion, you know, that's one thing. And then, you know, and and so we didn't know what we were going to do in Ukraine. It seemed like it had to unfold piece by piece. Uh, and then a lot of time went by and they had all this time without weapons. And now they need our air power. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, are we prepared in some way, what is the plan if China does a minor incursion in Taiwan or, a, you know, an actual invasion? Yeah, I don't think there's such thing as a minor incursion. Exactly. They're take it or they're not, right? Like, and so, uh, look, I do think that the U.S. government is more prepared for the Taiwan situation than the Ukraine situation in many respects. I mean, this has been something that's been thought through for decades. Uh, the, 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 the current status quo, if you will, situation has been in place since really the Reagan administration. Um, so it was Jimmy Carter that switched our official di- diplomatic recognition from the Republic of China, which is the, the old government on the on the uh, on Taiwan, right? That's the, what they call themselves, the Republic of China, to the People's Republic of China, which is the communist government on the mainland. Uh, and then it was during the Reagan administration that he, he issued what, he, what they called the Six Reassurances, uh, where the United States would stick up for Taiwan, uh, even though we remain the strategic ambiguity uh, uh, in the in the relationship. That's been our position, the United States position across Republican and Democrat presidents for the last several decades. Um, and I do think that the the Pentagon has thought this through. Uh, this is this is not really like a partisan thing. Like that, uh, I, I now look. Do I have confidence? Great confidence in President Biden to handle such as a crisis if that happens. No, mm-hmm. like so, the Biden administration is weak, 
But I do think that, you know, Biden trying to challenge Pelosi going and Pelosi just saying, screw it, I'm going anyway, mm-hmm. uh, sends a message that this is not a, a don't depend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden's incompetence aside, you, we got you. The United States has got this, right? Like, we're, we're, we're united on this. Where's so I think can- it was a... I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're speaking with Matt Boyle uh, from Breitbart about um, this uh, visit that Pelosi is doing. I, I just wanted to ask one more question. How is mm-hmm. it, how do we re- correct this or place this correctly in our brains that we are supporting a one China policy, yet we are celebrating the democracy in Taiwan? How is that possibly coexisting? It's a strategic ambiguity position from the United States that's been there for a long time where, you know, it's like a wink, wink, nod, nod. I mean, look, the, the, the official Chinese Communist Party government in Beijing refuses to have official diplomatic record, uh, relations with any nation that has formal diplomatic relations with Taipei. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a handful of nations out there that continue to have formal diplomatic relations with Taipei. They include the Vatican. Uh, the the several Latin American countries like Guatemala, um, uh, et cetera, uh, and uh, I've we've, we've spoken to the Guatemalan president about this as well. Uh, we did some big stories about it a few months ago. Um, the, uh, the, the those countries uh, that that do that they they do not have formal diplomatic recognition uh, diplomatic relationships with Beijing. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, I understand why President Carter did it. I disagree with his decision to do so uh, back in the 1970s and why other presidents have maintained that uh, for the decades since. Because, look, I mean, the the communist government, while it's evil and there are a lot of human rights abuses, et cetera, I mean, that, that is the main government. And you're talking about a billion plus people that they represent. So, you, you know, the United States has kind of made that decision. Uh, over the course of many administrations, and that's that's how they how they handle this. But it's a strategic ambiguity position mm-hmm. okay. uh, that that they've maintained for a long time. Uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you uh, just to give us an update before we run out of time about the primary. Um, it seems to be a uh, you know there's a battle uh, within the uh, GOP on the ground there in Arizona. We saw the uh, counting stopping and we still don't have a result. We were told we were going to have a result and we don't. They ran out of ballots. Yeah. So can you tell us what's going on there? Because you wrote an article about a proxy war within the GOP in Arizona. Yeah. And it looks like when this is all said and done that Carrie Lake is going to be the winner of the the Arizona GOP governor primary. So uh, that's going to be a huge win for President Trump. Uh, once it's formally announced, uh, which will be later this week as they go through the process. Look, Arizona's elections are a mess. But uh, but look, uh, this, this past Tuesday, uh, election night was a huge night for President Trump, coast to coast, from Missouri to Michigan to Arizona. Uh, President Trump had a, uh, an amazing night. He is in, firmly in command of the Republican Party. There's no doubt about it. Nobody can challenge him. Nobody will succeed in challenging him if anyone runs against him. In a Republican primary in 2024, hmm. if he decides to That's run, nice. um, he is—he is—it is his party. There's no doubt about that. And he had a huge number of wins all across the country on Tuesday night. Yeah, and I, I've been watching, uh, you know, the other channels, MSNBC and CNN, and they keep talking about uh, abortion. 
And, um, you know, they they keep saying that this is going to be the demise and that Biden had the greatest week, you know, with this drone attack, uh, killing the, the second, well, first in charge, second to Osama. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, having Manchin, you know, championing the cause for him. Um, a lot going on politically for the Democrats. What? How do you, what's your take on that? Well, look, I don't see how announcing to the world that but Joe Biden, uh, thanks to his empowering of the Taliban government in, in Afghanistan, uh, allowing terrorists to roam freely through the, through the streets of Kabul mm-hmm. for months and months and months right. until he decides to finally do a drone strike to take one out, uh, is so much a win as the White House thinks it is. How many other terrorists are running around Kabul mm-hmm. right now yeah. in the open? How many terrorists are running around America? Like, they let in a whole bunch of people that they didn't vet from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I'll be terrorists are running around the whole rest of the Western world. We don't know. Especially um, across the border. Think, yeah, I think there's a real problem here for Biden on this front. Uh, this is a real mess. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think this is going to work out as well as they think it is on that front. Um, in, the, in the Senate, they're doing this bill that they claim reduces inflation, but it doesn't. They use budget gimmicks. Uh, we had a huge story about this the other day. The, the bill actually increases the deficit and thereby increases inflation. So, I mean, look, the Democrats say one thing and they actually do another repeatedly. I think they're written for a rude awakening when November rolls around. Absolutely. Matt, we really appreciate it. We had a triple hat this uh, week with Biden. I mean, with um, Breitbart.com uh, three days in a row. But we appreciate your expertise and uh, all that you're writing about at Breitbart.com. You can follow Matt Boyle there. And of course, uh, you're on Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, not Twitter, but uh, oh. uh, Truth Social. Truth Social. At Real Matt Boyle. Hey, all right. At Real Matt. I'm going to go find you. Yep. At Real Matt Boy.